Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Colossians. Today is episode 583, looking at Colossians chapter 1, verses 17, and the first half of verse 18. Let's read our passage. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning. This is Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. This letter is being carried by Tychicus. He's accompanying Onesimus back to Colossae to rejoin him with Philemon. Tychicus is carrying the letter to the church in Colossae. He's already dropped off a letter to the church in Ephesus, and he's delivering a letter to Philemon. He's dealing with a problem in Colossae. The Colossians are being led astray and exactly what it is is hard to say, but we know part of the problem is angels. Angel worship and getting information allegedly from angels. And what Paul's trying to do is reassert the preeminence of Christ in the church. It's all about Christ. If you get caught up in angels and ignoring Christ, then you're going to go astray. So he's setting forth the preeminence of Christ in everything. So he has talked about how he prays for them, and then he began this, what we call, hymn of honor to Christ, or a hymn of Christology. Last time we looked at verses 15 and 16. Now we're looking at 17 and the first half of 18. Last time we saw Christ as the agent of creation. Here we see him as the Lord of the universe and head of the church. Next time we'll finish verse 18 and go through verse 20, and we'll see Christ as the agent of reconciliation. Verse 17, he is before all things. Well, before can have two meanings. It can be before in time, this happened before that happened, or it can mean supremacy. He's before all things, meaning he's in front of all things, he's above all things, he's in charge of all things. So it could be either time or authority. I think he probably means both because he is over all things, superior, supreme to all things. That's what he's been talking about in creation the last time is his supremacy over creation. But he also talked about his preeminence, that he existed before anything else existed. And so I think both those things uh, are appropriate here, that it's before in time, like we read in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in the beginning, there was God, and there was Christ as God the Son. So before time, but also before in supremacy. And by him all things hold together. Well, he's already talked about Christ in creation, that all things have been created by him, through him, and for him. This goes beyond creation to an ongoing function. That yes, all things were created by him, through him, and for him, but then he has an ongoing relationship with creation of holding it all together. And so, Here we see the supremacy of Christ over creation and the ruling of creation throughout time. See similar kind of words in 
the book of Hebrews. We'll look at the very beginning of Hebrews chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. We read, In these last days he spoke unto us by his Son. God has appointed him heir of all things, and made the universe through him. The Son is the radiance of God's glory, and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So we see this sustaining all things, and very similar language to what we've seen about things created through him, by him, for him. So verse 17 is kind of restating what's already been stated of Christ's supremacy over creation. Christ as the agent of creation, but also an ongoing aspect of, and by him everything holds together. Now verse 18. He is also the head of the body, the church. Well, that sounds simple enough, and it is to a certain extent, but it's interesting to, to look at how Paul talks about the body. We've been looking at Paul's letters chronologically. And the first letter Paul really talked about the body of Christ was in 1 Corinthians. That was when Paul was on his third missionary journey in Ephesus, about A.D. 57. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 12 through 27, Paul talks about the body of Christ. His point, though, is talking about unity and diversity, where there's a lot of people that make up the church but they, they need to rely on each other. They have mutual interests, mutual duties, and need to come together. So unity is his big aspect there. He says in verse 12, For just as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body through many are one body. And he uh, talks about the Jews and Greeks, slaves and free, all have the same spirit. So he's talking about the unity of the body and that there, no one part is more important than the other parts. Then he sums it up in verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. So 1 Corinthians, where we really see this body of Christ idea fleshed out like this, and its point is unity, coming together and respecting one another. About a year or two later, and when Paul is in Corinth and writes Romans, Romans 12, 4 and 5, he talks about the body again. He says, now as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way we who are many are one body in Christ, individually members of one another. Here he's talking about the unity in diversity again. And his point here is that the, the need for one another to build the church up, to work together with unity in diversity. So both those times where he talks about the body of Christ, he's talking about the body is comprised of the people, the followers of Christ. Okay, that sounds good. But here he actually mentions Christ as the head of the body. Before he talked about the body of Christ, but he didn't have Christ actually connected to the body, like here. So here we see Christ as the head of the body. Now, there can be a couple ways to think of head. Think of the organic head, that is the physical part of the body, or 
the ruling head, that is the the head being what's in charge, or you could sometimes the way body is used, it actually could mean source. And so I think it's kind of both these things are meant in that Christ as the head of the body. He's actually connected to the body. He's not just another part of the body, but he's the most important part of the body. He's actually connected with the body and has the authority over the body. And I think what you really get out of here is this presence of Christ with the church. And so we talk about we are in Christ. Paul talked about that in Galatians 3.27, Romans 6.3, that we are in Christ. But also the idea, and it's not new for Paul, the idea of Christ is in us. Jesus talked about that in the Gospel of John, John 15. Uh, Jesus talked about the vine and the branches. Abide in me and I in you. And so here we see this. Jesus is connected to the body. It's not just the body of Christ, but it's the body of Christ with Christ as the head of the body. So it's a, a, a more developed idea of the body of Christ than we had seen before. And so as we think about that, well, what's it mean that Christ is the head of the church? Well, first let's define what is the church. Here he links the church is the body. And so the first time we ever saw church was in Matthew 16, where Jesus said on this rock, I'll build my church. And the word church comes from the Greek word ekklesia, which just means the assembly the gathering of the people of Christ, the gathering of Christ's people, Christ's people. And so here he links it together as the body and the church. And as the body's been talked about by Paul several times already, the, the body is the collection of all the people who are adopted by God, forgiven of sin, justified by faith. All those people are part of the body, the church. So that is the church. Now, when we think about church, we should keep that in mind as we think about church. Now, church is organized, and the Bible gives us some direction on church organization. But Christ is the head of the body, and the body is comprised of all believers. So, as we think about Paul's discussion of the body, the necessity, the need for one another, unity and diversity... The idea that we can exist apart from the church, well, it's pretty foreign thinking to the Bible. Uh, no follower of Christ could be a healthy follower of Christ apart from the church. It also drives how we view the church. It's not just this group of people that we run, we organize and we do certain things, but we operate as the body of Christ with Christ as the actual head of the body. Then, Next aspect of verse 18 is, he is the beginning. We'll break it there, take up the rest of verse 18 next time. But beginning, the Greek word's arche, it can mean a variety of things. It can mean the start. It can mean the leader. It can mean the active cause. And again, I think all these things are applicable to the context of as he talks about Christ. He is the beginning. Now he's going to link that to, and the firstborn of the dead. 
next time. So the beginning, he's been talking about Christ as the agent of creation, the supreme ruler of creation, the one who existed before creation. So the beginning, I think a good way to think about that is the active cause of everything and the leader of everything. So he's continuing this hymn of Christ, a Christological hymn. And this is important because that's the theme he's driving through this letter is you cannot take your eyes off of Christ. So don't get caught up in angels. Get your eyes back on Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Colossians.